Hey, it's Bridget and Liz, and you're listening to Dude, Dude Guess, Guess what? what? Hey, hey, guys. Welcome What's to up? another episode. Yeah, we're here. Episode four. <laughs> How did we make it? I'm like, guys, I'm impressed with ourselves. Me too. Like, let's give ourselves a pat on the back. I just gave Bridget a pat on the back. But before we get too far into the episode today, I do want to address the huge elephant in the room, which is Bridget's voice. Yeah. Okay. Throw me a bone, guys. I am going to sound like this today. I got my tonsils out last week, and so I basically sound like there are, there's cotton balls in my mouth. A frog in her throat. A frog in my throat. But just... Uh, like public service announcement, <laughs> getting your tonsils out as an adult is the worst. I had so many people tell me on Instagram, like through DMs, like it was the worst thing that they ever went through. And I was like, well, I've been through two C-sections. It can't so. be that bad. Well, and my husband too was like, it was the worst surgery I've ever had. And, and he, But he was a kid though, right? When yeah. Done? Okay. But I'm also like he has really low pain tolerance, so like, <laughs> so you're like I, you're not a reliable judge of yeah. what the real pain's gonna be like. But honestly, it's just super uncomfortable. And me and oh crap, my kids and I, <laughs> <laughs> my kids and I got gastroenteritis like this. Yeah, last Bridget's week. house has been like a little cesspool of germs lately. <laughs> I also got sick from hanging out with Bridget two weekends ago, and I'm still on the mend. I'm basically so I'm just praying I do not get freaking gastro from them this weekend. <laughs> but if I lose ten pounds, you'll know what's up. No, but for real, I'm just trying to give everybody the antibodies that they need. Yeah, we've been, you know, everyone's not been around people for two years, so yeah. my body's taking it real hard. <laughs> but um, word of advice. Your breath is going to smell ranky. <laughs> Dude, Bridget. <laughs> she thought that was so funny. I think I'm like a pretty funny person. <laughs> well, today I'm talking. <laughs> I can't even. Okay. I'm talking to Liz and she's like. Okay. I can... Okay. Wait, back up. When you get your tonsils removed, like they're cauterizing like your t- like everything yeah. and so then like in a norm like when you cut yourself on your body like you get a scab right and so the scabs she's got in scabs your mouth, in her throat yeah in her throat. but then they like smell and somebody i don't know i can't remember who it was somebody told me they hated the stinky breath the most when <laughs> and i was like oh, okay whatever and then it came and I was like, this is freaking nasty because yes. you taste it and oh, you smell it dude. and then other people smell it. Oh, she's explaining this way. I'm I'm pregnant and just like even freaking... <laughs> don't don't barf. I'm trying not to. Okay. Oof. Anyway, but um, yeah, that is nasty. Okay, so then today we're on the couch and <laughs> Bridget was sitting to my right. So she was like up of me. And so she was like talking to me and I was like... Dude, I think I can smell your breath. <laughs> and the thing is, this morning I asked her for gum because I thought it would kind of mask it, but it basically it didn't. It did not. 
It was like, oh, what I told her was, and I don't know if you guys have ever um, had these jelly beans, but it's the Birdie Bots Every Flavored Beans, and it smells like rotten egg or whatever. So that's what it, it was like sweet and rotten all at the same time. Yeah. Um, anyway, just kind of funny. Also, they do give you lidocaine spray that you can spray your mouth every two hours. So I just sprayed my mouth before recording this Mm -hmm. and so I can talk all I want. So Bridget is pain free right now. (laughs) She can't feel. Maybe not pain free. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, what's up with you, Lou? Like, well, I actually, I know we just talked a lot about you and we went into great detail about your tonsil thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to take away any moments from Bridget because I'll, I'll get to my stuff. Don't worry. But Bridget and her little family had a big day today. And oh. I want to get to that before we get to me because that's way more important. So, yeah, tell t- us what happened today. I know. Um, today, so my husband is in medical school. He's in his fourth year of medical school. He graduates in May and he starts residency in June. And for those that don't know... After you do medical school, you do a residency program, depending on what specialty you would like to match into. And he chose family medicine. And so today, on well, this last Monday, we found out he matched. And then this Friday, today, you find, found out um, where you matched. Where, where you we matched to. Mm-hmm. And so we matched into his number one program Yay. at Oklahoma State University. And we are so excited, and I am so proud of him. I'm proud of him, too. He's not even my husband, and uh, when he was reading it out loud, I started crying. And I started crying. <laughs> and I'm, uh, he's, I'm just proud of him. I'm proud of him and Bridget, and they've been through a lot the last four years. They've had two little kids, moved around a bunch, and they stayed strong. Yeah, like, people that do medical school or... Even, you know, dental school, you know, graduate programs, but more so I feel like medical school and dental school, like it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard on the spouse, hard on the the student and it it takes a lot of sacrifice for sure. Good job, May. But yeah, so that was, that was our morning. Um, I guess my big announcement is that I started grad school. So yay me. Like, uh, when I announced I was going to, we were going to be doing this podcast, someone messaged me and they were like, how are you going to do all the things that you're doing and start this podcast? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. We don't know, but we're going to do it. Four episodes in and going strong. Okay. So those are our big life updates. Yeah. Um, other trivial topics that we can talk about. (laughs) I will say that when I was doing, um, when I was you know, going through my tonsil recovery, I'm still going through it. I was binge watching like the most crazy, uh, TV show. Yeah. Bridget would text me every day and be like, you need to watch this. I'm like, bro, do you know what my life is right now? I I forget that like Liz is not a stay at home mom. And so, well, not that like I have all the time in the world, but when my mom came up and helped me, so I was able to like, have rest time. and relax. Yeah. Bridget basically, yeah, rest and relax. She had some R&R at her house. Yeah. <laughs> and so I binge watched a show. Everyone needs to go see it. It's on TLC. It's called Extreme Sisters. Yeah. I I did end up watching the first four episodes, 
uh, because it lets you. But the problem is, is after the first four episodes, it makes you put in like your TV provider. And that is like so early 2000s to have a t- TV provider. <laughs> well, however, my in-laws do. So shout, shout out, out to, to Rebecca. Rebecca and Steven. You guys are the real MVPs. <laughs> so I only watched the first four episodes and I can confirm this show is absolutely nuts. Well, it's... Let us, give us the background okay, on it. Okay, hold on. So it's basically follow the lives of like five different... Sister duos. Sister duos. Like, some are twins and some are just, like, close sisters. A couple years apart. Yeah. And they're, like, very codependent. The twins... One of the twins oh, lives... The twins are from Australia, One right? of the twins lives in Australia. Oh, and what? there's another set of twins that, oh, like, okay. married twin husbands, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And, like, the twin sisters in the Australia, twi- they're, like, they dress the same and they're, like, 30 years old. Okay, that ain't old. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I just mean like... They're older than 30. Like, I think like when you're a twin, it's cute to like do matching outfits when you're like in elementary school. Oh. Or like maybe like the occasional like one-time thing where it's like, oh, that's funny. Me trying to plan matching Disney outfits with my sisters <laughs> as a 33-year-old. <laughs> maybe I'll cancel that order. <laughs> But really, though, like, okay, but then, these, these, no, 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 these twin sisters from Australia, like, if they're vacuuming and one sister is holding the vacuum and like actually vacuuming, the other sister will do the same motion as the vacuum yeah. and they follow each other. They wear this exact same outfits. The one sister is going to get a tooth removed because it's infected. And the other sister wants to also get it removed in the same location, in the same location. So that way they're like literally identical. Well, and then the other twin sisters that were twins that they're in the U S I don't know where they're at, but, um, they married twin husbands. Like they went on a date. They've all, they all live together too. Yeah. They live together. And so, and one of the pairs has a kid. Yeah. One of the pairs has a kid and that pair went on a date with each other and literally like their entire date was so weird. Like, they did not know how to talk to each other. And they FaceTimed their, their other... other twin. Yeah. Yeah, so they could all be on the double date together, virtually and in person. And so, that's the thing, is, like, what's funny is, like, Liz is a twin, and our parents, like, obviously the twin thing's cute, whatever, mm-hmm. but, like, I feel like mom and dad raised all of us, but even, like, they never played on the twin thing with you guys. No. No, we didn't have any superpowers. Like, we couldn't read each other's minds. I couldn't feel Sarah's pain. But it's not like, like you guys were, like, sleeping in the same bed. No, like, no. couldn't live within ten an hour of each other. No. Like, No. Um, our parents, my, and when I say our parents, what I mean is my mom <laughs> dressed Sarah and I uh, the same until, like, middle... Uh, not middle school, the middle of elementary school. I don't know what grade that is. Third, Third fourth, fourth, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we, we would get like the same outfits, but maybe different colors. And then for sure, by the time we were in middle school, uh, Sarah wanted absolutely nothing to do with like dressing the same. So if she had like one speck of red on one of her shirts and I was wearing any red, she would make one of us go change <laughs> because she was <laughs> like, I am not doing this. Yeah. And maybe I'm like remembering that differently and maybe Sarah has a different perspective on that but anyway that's my perspective but yeah so uh but I think that's good because I think it like makes you your own person yeah it makes you your own person but it also like sets you up for like success later on in life like you can like you know how to build relationships you aren't codependent on somebody else and well I agree with that and don't agree with that because 
as much as I, I'm a very different person than I am now than when I was at 12, but it was very easy for me to like go to social settings because I always had Sarah. So even if like it, the party sucked or whatever, I always had someone to hang out with. Yeah. So when I, when we both did go our separate ways, like in college, um, that was like a huge learning curve for me to go somewhere without like my crutch, <laughs> like you know, to be like, yeah. oh, there's someone here. But actually, I wouldn't know because I am a singleton, and <laughs> yeah. and you, I always been. Yeah, the, I made friends super easy. Yeah, you were the main character <laughs> in your plot. We know, okay, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I got over it, and I was able to make friends by myself. It was fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. The twin thing is fun, and I love being a twin, and I always have been. So, shout out to Sarah, for being for being the best twin. And for me, being the coolest triplet. <laughs> Bridget's like, oh, okay, you know that, um, oh, that SNL thing? And she, or, and they're, like, pretending to be Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. And I think it's Fred Armiston. Is that his name? And he's like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, we, we finished each other's sentences. And he pops in and he says, and I started new one. <laughs> Bridget's, Bridget's Fred Armiston. <laughs> oh, my I think, God. I think that's his name. Yeah, I know, I, I know that one, that skit that you're yeah. referring to. But. Oh, my heck. But the thing, too, is, like, these sisters, not just, like, the twin thing, which is, I think, weird, but, like, just weird, like, the weirdness of it all. I think a lot of them probably, honestly, like, have, like, mental Separation, health. Separation, anxiety, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and which is not something that I'm foreign to in terms of, like, anxiety. Like, I have anxiety, I was teasing Bridget earlier today about what we were, we were talking about what we were going to talk about. And I said, oh, anxiety, our other sister, <laughs> because we all know her so well. <laughs> She's always been with us. <laughs> but I don't know, like Liz, you talk about like your anxiety story started very young. Yeah. My anxiety story. <laughs> yeah. My trauma started really young <laughs> and it started with no other than. But the thing, oh, but I was going to say the thing is crazy is like is that I don't feel like there was necessarily, like, verbiage for that no, back then. I, no, 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 for sure. Um, but, sorry, go on. So, when we were little, uh, uh, I was like, to be like, don't call CPS on my parents. <laughs> but they're, like, freaking 65 years old, so why would you do that? <laughs> we're grown adults now. Yeah, we're grown adults. Um, anyway, so we were playing outside in my parents' garage, like you do, <laughs> when you're eight and five, <laughs> but you don't get the clippers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Playing with the lawnmower. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, we're just cracking ourselves up here. Okay. So, um, we were playing with my dad's car, which isn't any better. <laughs> but, we were, but my dad had this old Toyota. It was red. I have no idea what the make was. And in but, case you didn't know, Toyota's lost super long yeah so um on his in his trunk of his car on the trunk of the car had this like little it's like where you put the key in but you could you didn't have to put a key in it you could just like flip it and it would unlock the trunk super safe so um we were bridget and i were taking turns getting into the trunk and then the other the person who was outside would shut it and then you would like knock on it to be let out so it was my turn to get in the trunk and I got in the trunk and Bridget never let me out because our mom called Bridget for dinner. <laughs> That's like the also better part of the story food. My other favorite sister. <laughs> Reliable. 
I was there. like, hmm, what's for dinner? <laughs> yeah. So I honestly don't know how... Okay, but go on. We don't know how you how, got out. Yeah, I don't know how I got... I can't remember how I got out. I think I just was, like, screaming, and some someone finally came and got me, because I was in there for a long time, or what felt like a long time. But so... And I, that's where Liz's claustrophobia... That's where my claustrophobia came in. Um, and then a little bit of maybe PTSD, and then, and you know, those are all together, wrapped together. So then anxiety blossomed from that. But honestly, that was, like, years later... Um, yeah, I don't feel like you had anything, did you? From Not as a kid. Not that I can recognize as a yeah. kid. I think the thing that I had as a child, which might be common for other people, um, is wanting to perform really well. Like, making sure I always got straight A's. And practicing the piano exactly 30 minutes a day without any mistakes. Like, so that is a little bit of anxiety and OCD wrapped up in one. But I don't think I, like, recognized it as a kid. And I don't think our parents, like, recognized it as as we were children, but that's mostly because of the time that we were living in yeah. and like the tools and help and like diagnoses weren't like as readily well, given or assessed as they are now. Yeah. Well, and I feel like it was more taboo. Like, yeah, you, you, you know, people had these things, but it wasn't necessarily like actively talked about as it is now. And maybe the people that you knew had anxiety, um, were like low functioning, like yeah. couldn't do anything, couldn't leave their house. Or if you've seen What About Bob, which is our family movie, um, What About Bob, uh, can't, Bob Wiley, can't leave the house unless he like does all these things to get out of the house. Yeah. And anyway, so maybe you knew something like that. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, you only had those extreme cases to yeah. like refer to. Whereas, like, here, Liz and I, I mean, I think we're pretty high-functioning people with anxiety, have it, and have learned, and have, um, yeah, learned to live life through it. Mm -hmm. Um, at least for me, like, my anxiety thing, so this is actually a true story with Liz, but I didn't believe in anxiety for a long time. Like, I, I was the type of person that was like, it's all in your head. Like, you just work through it, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. Because I remember, I this had to have been it was what, 2012, my, 2011. Yeah, at least, yeah. Like, I rem whenever Les Mis came out with Hugh Jack... Wait, is Hugh Jackman in it? Yeah. And no, is that Les Mis? No, was that Les Mis? Was, yeah. That was Les Mis, okay. And um, we were in the movie theater, and Liz was with us, and we were in, like, a middle aisle no middle seat like we were in the aisle seat and I remember her telling me like she needed to like she I was, needed to get out of the movie theater movie I was theater. starting to have like a panic attack yeah and I was like dude like I remember being like like kind of just annoyed like and and kind of just like come on like because Liz had been having no I was having lots of anxiety I was at yeah. school it was it was during Christmas break we went and saw this movie and probably for like the last year I had been having really bad anxiety and I would go to class, but I would always end up leaving in the middle of class because I would get like these panic attacks. So my grades were suffering really bad and, um, I didn't tell my parents, um, what was going on just cause I, I don't know. I don't know why I, I didn't tell them, but I, just felt like it was something that I could like figure out on my own. But anyway, so I finally well, I feel like it's probably something too that maybe you're a little bit like embarrassed about due to it not being talked about enough. Yeah, probably. 
but Dr. Like, Bridget in the house. I know, right? Yeah. I have a PhD in just kidding, in TikTok uh, <laughs> in Google. Yeah. Um. No, but I feel like too. So when that happened, I was super annoyed. And I think dad was with us. Yeah, dad was with us. And I left the movie theater. Yeah, she left the movie. Somebody went out with you, though, I feel like. Was it no. mom? No, mom wasn't there because um, I called mom. Oh, okay. And I was, like, sobbing, like, in the hallway of the movie theater because I was just, like, not feeling well. And I was yeah. having anxiety and... um yeah, so I called my mom, and I was like, and Bridget's being mean, and I'm stuck here, and I don't have my car, and I need someone to come get me, and then I think dad came out, and he was like, you're okay, you're like, trying to be, um, like, comforting, Yeah. and I had just barely started medication for anxiety, mm-hmm. so um, that was 10 years ago, Yeah. I, I looked up the date of the release date of Les Mis, oh. um, it was 2012, oh, okay. Christmas 2012. So, um, and I had left my medication up in Logan, so Um, I didn't have any medication with me and dad drove me up to Logan to go get it that same day. So yeah, Yeah. sweetheart. I know. Um, but yeah, so that was it with, I just remember that instance. And for me, like, I don't feel like I kind of knew, I kind of knew what anxiety was. I don't think I really came to terms with it, that I had it, until I remember, like, going to The Hobbit, the movie The Hobbit, and, um... Which was awful. Yeah. (laughs) Side note. (laughs) (laughs) He just, yeah. Anyway, but I remember being in The Hobbit in the movie theater, and I was, like, very, very scared to be in the movie theater because... I was scared that something was going to happen. Like, mm. you hear all of these stories of, of these tragedies happening to like school children. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. And so I was so nervous about that. And maybe also that was partly due to, like, the media being more easily accessible to me. That, like, as a kid, those things still happened. But it's not like I'm picking up the newspaper and reading it. Right. And nowadays, like... The first it's thing on, when you open your yeah, phone. Yeah, Facebook or Instagram or somebody tweeting yeah. about it. And so I think that kind of started, like, the worrisome. And I remember, too, when I was on my plane home from Korea, um, I remember being, like, so worried that the plane was going to crash and I was going to die, mm. like... See, those are things that I don't have worries about. I used to be, like, scared of flying, um, but uh, I don't anymore. I don't know how I got over that. Um, I was just trying to think of, like, the things that make me anxious and that are triggers for me um, are, like, health-related for me. Me too. Like, so I, I was born with a heart problem, and it's, like, resolved as an adult, but it makes me like super anxious to think about but it. But you also have to like you were going to cardiologist for like years. Yeah, I mean I've literally been well, going yeah, to Well, yeah, and life. still. Yeah. yeah. But um but I I I can't t- I can't take a lot of medications because it was what it does to your heart and blah blah blah. But so if I can like feel my heart beating like when I'm trying to go to sleep, it like makes me nuts and I'll be like oh my gosh I'm gonna go have I'm gonna have tachycardia and then I'm gonna go to the ER and then I'm gonna be stuck and it's just like spirals well I also think too I will say like I think for us a lot of the health things Mm -hmm. might I mean not to like blame but like 
our mom is a nurse. And so I think like her being a nurse, you know, she'd tell us like stories stories or, you know, whatever. And, and you just kind of get like, you so know, nature what versus, so is it nature versus nurture? Like, do we well, have this because it's genetic or do we have it because it was instilled in us to be anxious? I don't know. I think mom and dad get anxious. I know. Well, okay. I don't think so, they handle stress well. Yeah, but is so then are do we have anxiety because I think it's a way? little bit of both. Okay. I don't know. What do you think? I think you can for sure teach your children to be anxiety ridden oh, little children. percent Which and I don't want to do with this yeah. little baby. I want to make sure that he knows that even though I have these things wrong with me <laughs> that that I can get over it. That yeah. I that you know that I can I don't know. I I don't have a problem with going to the store, but I'm just using that as an example. But I can take him to the store and not have a panic attack in the middle of Target. Like, oh, yeah. You know and what I mean? So that's the thing. Like, me, like, I have really bad anxiety with my kids. Like, in terms of if they get sick, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, they're, like, what if they have this? Like, if they're throwing up, that means, mean, like, <laughs> like, okay, so for instance, my son he had been having headaches and like a hearing issue. Anyway, he ended up like having a ton of fluid buildup, fluid buildup in his ears. He has to get tubes. And, um, and I was like, Oh, like those things, like what if he has cancer? Like, and I get so worried about it. And, and it doesn't help that there's WebMD and WebMD leads you, you to cancer. Yeah. Every single thing. You're like, I have a cough. You have lung cancer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> diagnosis six months <laughs> yeah but like so too like and that's the thing is like <laughs> my husband is so good with me too that like if I do have these irrational thoughts he's like Bridget like okay what's the work okay he has like okay he has cancer like you know you'd get treatment like it's like and that's the thing is like I'm grateful for my husband and the thing is it hasn't come easy for him either to like Know how to deal with it. Know how to deal with it. Sure. And that's, like, partly also what I was going to talk about. But, like, as for you, like, with me, I don't want my kids to... Like, for instance, too, like, my little boy will, like, go, like, climb the tallest thing. And in me, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, he could fall and break his arm and, like, or, like, break his head and, like, I don't want him to know that I have those thoughts because I don't want him to be Well, also, so if you fearful. react that way, it's going to make him scared, right? Yeah, exactly. So. And so, for me, like, I have worked really hard at being like, yeah, sure, like, go do that. Climb, climb that tree, please. But, like, meanwhile, my heart rate is, like, 100 miles an hour. Yeah, your Apple Watch is like, ma'am, should we send a ambulance to you? It's, <laughs> it looks like you're having a heart attack. But honestly, that's so true. Yeah. Anxiety, man. You know, when I got, I've only been married a year and a half ish. Um, but I had been single up until that point and living my own life. And so getting married was a huge transition. I mean, I love Ryan and I like know that he's like my person. Right. But it was a huge transition. And I don't think I realized like what that would do to my, to, to me. Right? Like, uh -huh. my identity. And I had some panic attacks, like, that first few months. Really? 
Yeah. I didn't know this. At night. And that's at night. I would get like these like, <gasps> like I would just like start like not feeling good. I could feel my heartbeat and I would like go sleep downstairs on the couch and Ryan would come down and he'd be like, what's wrong? And he, you know, trying to figure out why I'm feeling this way. I'm like, dude, I don't know. There's just lots of change. Like, yeah. you know, like everything's changing. I had started a new job. I had gotten married. We moved like all these things. So it wasn't like a great, yeah. Envi- not that you have to have like always a stable environment, but for sure a stable environment helps. Yeah. And the thing like I will say too, with like anxiety. So I remember working at a doctor's office and I either think my manager told me this or the doctor told me this, but it was essentially like this person told me that like, even though like it may not be real to you, it's real to them. That person that's experiencing that. Yeah. Like they come in and they're like, like, let's say they're like, I have a headache or no, no, like I'm I'm feeling pain. I'm feeling pain. I'm feeling pain. And you're like, well, nothing's wrong. Nothing's broke. Like, but they are actually having that sensation and and that's also part of anxiety like I could have this irrational fear that my house is going to go burn up Mm -hmm. but like for somebody else or like why like everything's perfect like yeah but for I'm I'm I don't have that fear but I'm just saying like Mm. it is real to me and and unless you have anxiety you can't quite like relate to it or yeah yeah. so I mean I don't have any tools or words of wisdom for people who are dealing with that but I mean like you know like my like Ryan like Ryan does the best he can to comfort me and to know that oh I do oh well you have words of advice I'm just saying like I'm just saying like I I don't have any like uh like scientifically proven types of words of advice I'm just saying like you just have to do the best you can to be supportive to that person yeah. and um, acknowledge and validate their feelings because like you're saying, those feelings are super real to that person. Yeah. Well, I actually do. I mean, I actually don't tell a ton of people this and I mean, this is more so too, like on a different topic, but like Anthony and I about like six, no, a year a year after we got married, we went to counseling together and it was mainly too, because like I had, I hadn't resolved, uh, like issues that I had had with past boyfriends in terms of like, I've had a lot of boyfriends cheat on me or like lie to me. And so I think I had a lot of triggers, even though Anthony necessarily wasn't do like having, it's just, it's anxiety. And so, and, and we also went because we had like bad communication issues, skills. Like, <laughs> he, like the first year of marriage was super hard for us, <laughs> even though like now, like everything's totally fine. And it's something like we laugh at and, and are stronger for because of that. And we can definitely talk about that at a different podcast, but like, at least for me, the, um, like going to counseling with him was super helpful for my anxiety mm-hmm. because that's why we also went was my anxiety. And like the counselor also helped Anthony like learn more about triggers that like there will be things like, I don't know, like Anthony's like the most faithful person I know, but it's like, like this is just an example not to say that this has happened, but like if Anthony 
could have like come home a different route than he normally does. Or I don't, that's a bad example, but it's like, you're like, why is he taking that route? Yeah. Like, why is he taking that route? Like, and that's because I have anxiety because of past boyfriends that were awful to me. Yeah. And so, and that's something that like Anthony's had to like, like work with. And it hasn't been easy for him at times because he's like, dude, like, see, and I think, I mean, that's good. I think, um, uh, therapy and like, uh, healthcare professionals can for sure like offer words of wisdom and how to deal with those people that your loved ones, him. But for me, when I'm having anxiety, I think generally I like to be left alone. Really? Yeah. Because if someone's like constantly being like, you're okay, you're okay. I know, but I'm saying, but I'm I'm just giving that, I'm way over exaggerating that. It like makes me more conscious of like how I'm feeling. Whereas if I can just go by myself into a room, do some deep belly breathing, um, and kind of try to like calm myself, that works better. But again, that's not always available to me. I can't always just like go lock myself in a room, right? <laughs> and just like cl- shut the lights and yeah. try and chill. Yeah. No, I mean, at least for me, like, I feel like I do better with having somebody be like, Hey, you know, and that person is either typically you. Yeah. I mean, I still Anthony. text people if I'm like, I'm feeling I'm on the edge. <laughs> Help me get off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I would say definitely one thing that did help was therapy. Like, and not, not, I'm not saying you have to go with your spouse or your significant other, but I am saying go by yourself because I think therapy also helps you to get down to like the root, the root cause too of like why you feel this way. Uh And like what, like for instance, I, when we were in medical school at the very beginning, I was going to a therapist because I was having really bad anxiety again and he did like this like I don't even know what it's called but he like had me close my eyes and like picture like a place and then like the first like um number that I like saw or something it was very like hypnotic does that make sense I don't I can't anyway but um it helps to know what your triggers are and and know how to like work past them. And I think therapy can help that, but also medication, medication. Yeah. I'm, I am a full functioning medicated human being. And if I didn't, I would not be mentally healthy. Um, I think the thing that I'm thinking of on the spot is to also remind people that progression and, uh, getting better is not always linear. You're going to have ups and downs mm-hmm. and it's going to be, but you'll, you'll, you're going to make baby steps in the right direction, but and there's I no think, timeline. There's no it. timeline. And I just think we always, we always see the positive sides of like help um, and being like, Oh yeah, she went to therapy and it worked out for, her. yeah. But bro, the thing that you don't know, it's been, it's been 10 years. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's taken me 10 years to get here. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it does require work. Yeah. Like, there are people that have crippling anxiety out there that either one don't want to put the necessary work in it or two are too scared of the negative stigma. That, and maybe they don't know their resources too. Or maybe they don't, un, maybe they also haven't come to terms with, they do have a problem. Yeah. Because like, I know people out there that like legit have crippling anxiety, but their family has told them their whole life essentially that mental health is like, not, not a real. thing. Yeah. yeah. 
And, like, that, like, I have been in that position, however, 10, 12 years ago. She's been on both sides of that yeah, position. And, and, like, I'm here to tell you, it is a real thing. And it, it, it's hard. And the thing is, is, like, you shouldn't discredit somebody just because they have a mental health issue. Yeah. And that's what I don't like. I will say this. My biggest thing that I do hate about having anxiety is I hate going to the doctor's office, a new doctor's office, and then being like, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have anxiety? Yes. And it's like, sometimes I do feel like they may not take me as seriously. Oh, yeah. Because I have anxiety. Sure. And some, and sometimes I'm like, I'm better off just like not, not even. telling them. Yeah. Because I'm scared that they're going to be like. See, and I have like the exact opposite approach, right? I mean, I haven't had a new provider in years, but whenever I have gone to a new provider, I'm like, okay, let me lay out all my problems. Okay. I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, and this is what I'm taking for them. So like, I don't need you to tell me what's wrong. I'm here to tell you, (laughs) but, but also like I'm educated. I know what I'm talking about. I'm the expert in me. I'm my own expert. So like you questioning me and you like, um, making me feel like, well, did I say that right? Like does not instill confidence in me. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that it happens. I've only had like, honestly, one physician, doctor, my my doctor down here in West Jordan. Hmm. That was, she's awesome. Like, oh, you mean the good physician? Yeah. A good physician. Like, I I feel like she was such an advocate for me, but like other physicians, I feel like Especially, I have an autoimmune disease, and maybe we'll talk about that, like, another Bridget, Bridget has I have a, so many problems. Like, that we're going to talk about. This is this is Bridget's therapy. <laughs> yeah, my therapy is the talking to all in, of you. The session is in. <laughs> no, but um, she was such a big advocate for me, and then having an autoimmune disease, like, having to go, and we've moved so much for schooling that, like, um, I've had to repeat that whole process of like going to a new physician and, mm. and telling them and Establishing being in care. Yeah. Like and care, so yeah. when you have anxiety, sometimes I feel like it's hard to have like that from physicians. Sure. I don't know. Anyway, also too, like with medication, I will just say this, make sure that you're on the right one. It's going to, it took me a couple years to figure it out. And what was like really hard for me this is Liz, by the way, um, is that I, I, I can't even remember what I started out on, but a lot of the side effects of depression medication, anxiety medication is weight gain. And I gained 40 pounds. Really? Like when I very first started and it made me so depressed because I, I mean, if you know me, I pretty much have worked out my whole life. Like on and off. There's definitely, definitely been seasons of my life where I haven't done it, but I've been pretty consistent, I would say. But anyway, I gained 40 pounds and I could not lose the weight. And then it made me more depressed. It made me depressed. So then I just stayed in my bed, but also my medication that I was on was making me feel like a zombie. So I just like would stay in bed, but I finally found the one that works for me. And, um, it takes the edge off of that anxiety, but I also still have feelings. So yeah. like, that's well, what that's I like. the thing is like, I hear people too. They're like, Oh, like you're on depression or anxiety. Like you must not feel anything. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like you don't get to say that. Yeah. But I will say I've, so I have, ha- I don't have depression right now, but, or anymore, but I was on depression medication. This was after 
I was engaged. If you haven't listened to that podcast, that's our that was episode three. It was about that was a good plug for that. Oh yeah, hey hey. (laughs) Um, It was about my engagement story to this dude, and um, so I was put on depression medication. However, it was like not a good depression medication. I was only on it for three months. It was kind of like a seasonal depression medication, but it really made me feel like as like. I would legit go to college, come home and go to sleep. Yeah. And like, that's not do like, that's not life. Like you can't just. So, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree, but I'm just going to go back to my little th- comment I made earlier. Again, progression takes time and you need to be dedicated to figuring this out because if, I don't know, maybe you're having a, a moment of anxiety, but, um, look into it. Get on a medication if that's what's if that's what's best for you. The best, the absolute best combination is therapy and medication. Yeah, yeah. But talk to your doctor. I'm not. I'm not a physician. Physician. I got my MD from. Well, Grey's Anatomy. I watched a Grey's. Yeah, I watched <laughs> enough Grey's Anatomy that basically. So mine's from the TV show. But um, yeah, talk to your doctor. Talk to your friends. Um, if I think you know, I guess what I want to say, because I feel like we should wrap this up. No, keep going. Well, no, I mean, I feel like we still have, I oh. mean, I would like to say something too, but okay. you go on. But I, I guess the thing I'm thinking about is, um, if you need someone in your corner, like get someone in your corner. I can be that person. Bridget can be that person, especially like for our friends. Everyone has ups and downs. Yeah. Well, and I think what you said was super good about it not being a linear thing. I think sometimes we like to put timelines on not even just mental health things, but it's like, I will lose weight by May 10th. Like, and it's like, yeah. Me me every single year we have family photos. I will lose a hundred pounds by then. (laughs) But like, it does take time. It does take trial and error as well. Like there are going, you also, if you go to a therapist and maybe you don't clash with that therapist, try a new one or, you know, maybe go a couple times and you know, see like, can I work through this with this person? Mm-hmm. And same with medication. I will also say like, I have had rescue medication where I've, I've only had a couple panic attacks my in my life, Love but you. like, <laughs> ugh, no, but, um, I have had a rescue medication that is like a higher, I don't know, higher drug or I don't know what like the word is, yeah, but like, yeah. Like to take like well because to kind your of... daily medication is different. A rescue medication is when things escalate. Yeah, yeah, and so um, I would say definitely do that. Also, like don't discredit somebody's thoughts or feelings, or how they process their anxiety. Like, I think that we're all different. We all have different things that trigger us and different things that help us, and it's just. Yeah, hard. Yeah, it's going to take time. That's what I think. Yeah. Anyway, um, I mean, if you guys have any questions at all of how we've, like, what we've been through or things that have helped us, like, please. Or things that have helped you. Yeah. To overcome. Because I'm always looking for new things. Yeah, me too. So, like, I mean, because it's, because like I, like I keep harping on, like, there are days where I feel really good and days where I'm like, oh, boo. (laughs) Here we are again. (laughs) You know? And I need, I always need new coping mechanisms. 
Yeah. Because I think the more you have in your tool belt, the better you are. Oh, one thing I will say is like, if yours, if you also feel like maybe your spouse or significant other does have an, have maybe a mental health thing, like maybe try take going to counseling together. Mm-hmm. Like, because that person may not want to go alone and you also have to like, Oh, actually, I will say one more thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Bridget's like, I will say one more thing. And, and then I will say thing. another thing. I'll say another thing. And then I said another thing. It's good. That's good. Okay, this, sorry, is sorry, a good this is a good topic. I will, because it's something I'm passionate about. Yeah. But I will say, too, like, for people that do have anxiety, that are the people that have anxiety, you need to be able to work through it and learn how to work through it. And, and I agree. like, for me, I will say I got in a car accident a couple of years, no, yeah, seven years ago, and I totaled my car. Like I should not have lived, and and I got really bad anxiety with driving, like for a little bit. Not driving, like I, I it, it was rainy, so I mean, like driving in rainy conditions, and so for me, like I have had to be like, okay, like I can do this, like I can drive in rainy conditions, and like working towards that like okay let's ride in raining conditions from point a to point b and then from point a to point c like you just work on it a little bit at a time but i think too on the flip side people that are supporting somebody that has an anxiety issue you can't always be an enabler Mm -hmm. like you if you know i don't know for instance like if i am so petrified to go to the grocery store alone like you can't always be the crutch for that person. Like you have to let them, you have to allow them to get, not get over, but like learn to go to the grocery store by them. Mm -hmm. You have to give them chances. Sure. And and, cause enabling that person to keep like having that habit, like doesn't help them. Yeah. I agree. I think again, it takes time though. Like you don't well, just, yeah, of def- course. I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm just like trying to think of the other side of how other people handle that. But like, I think like, obviously you're not just going to be like, figure it out. No, <laughs> like, no, like, like, you know, you have to be compassionate and, and, yeah. and be able to work through that. But I'm just saying like, if it's been not, like I said, not a timeline, but like you do need to work towards that and give them a chance. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just like Bob Wiley. I'm bringing it back full circle here. Whenever he leaves his house, he always goes, I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. And then he leaves yeah. the house. And look, he becomes a freaking therapist at the end of the movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen that show, please go see it. Please go watch it. Watch it. Yeah. You can't go see it. But I like oh, yeah, the, the movie, movie came theater. out in like the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so glad you guys were here today with us. And it was a good, this was a good chat. I know. A little chit chat, little chit chat, and Ryan. Sorry, so Bridget's voice was the way it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I almost made Ryan do an episode with me because we didn't want to leave you guys hanging for a fourth episode. But I was like, you know what? No, I, I will, will take push. this lidocaine. I will take the lidocaine spray and I will push through the episode for my fellow listeners. So, so thanks, Bridge. Much love. Thanks for taking one for the team. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys are all doing well and. We'll catch you next week. Yeah, have a good week. Bye, guys.